You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to one of us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Okay, before we get started, I just want to set some ground rules here when it comes to the humor. Now, you guys know how I feel about animal puns, right? So we're not doing any of those, Ben, and I'm not lying. (laughs) I had to stop you before you took it. (laughs) Sorry. I apologize. That will be the last animal pun you hear during this review. I don't know, Chris. Two can play this game. (sighs) There were no toucans in this movie. Says he's supposed to be. They screwed it up. Uh, well, uh, he's not, though, so you failed. You can't name animals that aren't in this movie cheetah. <laughs> no, there was a, wasn't there a cheetah baby? No, but there, was, there were there was no cheetahs. Toucans. Yeah. Not really a toucan. It wasn't really a toucan. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to all stretch this one out. Uh, okay. That's it, though. That was it. <laughs> Letting that one go. But after that, no more. We are talking about the new remake of The Lion King. And you're right. I said remake because that is what it is. I love that Disney doesn't like to use that term with their new live action versions. Their wide variety and changes to the plot, like slightly shorter songs and longer panning shots that show the beauty of real world. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's still, this is The Lion King. Have you seen The Lion King? Of course you have. (laughs) It's an American institution. I love Jungle Hamlet. Maybe you saw it on uh, Broadway or wherever else it (laughs) Maybe you saw the original Disney animated version, which is no question one of considered to be one of their classics. Although we'll say I'm that guy it never resonated with quite as much as with everyone else, and then everyone gives me stern looks and says like communist. Right, so right as well they should. That's JC, by the way. You're already familiar (laughs) with Ben's uh, substandard level of humor. (laughs) Yes, the one that you stole because it's exactly your level. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. So if you've never seen The Lion King before. Which is unlikely. Just real briefly, you got James Earl Jones, who is I'm so grateful for returning as Mustafa, as Mustafa, Mufasa, Mufasa? whatever. You know, close enough. He he'll, he would have known what I was talking about. Are you sure you're not a communist? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the 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 king of the lions out on the savanna, and uh, he's got an evil brother, Scar, who's voiced by Chiwetel and uh, he obviously wants the throne. And hoping that something might happen to Mufasa, but oh no, Mufasa has has a a little cub uh, with Donald Glum, uh, uh, Donald Glover eventually voicing him as Simba, yeah. but J D. McCrary with him as a cub, which is a good portion of this film. And shit goes sideways, and Scar makes a deal with a bunch of evil hyenas, and uh, and convinces young Simba. Oh, man, this is all on you, man. They're never going to want you back. You should just leave. So he does and finds a much better place. He basically ships him off to a liberal private school is what (laughs) it comes down to, you know, where he becomes a vegetarian and and learns a bunch of, like, really different, like, philosophies about life. Becomes a liberal hippie. Yeah, becomes a liberal hippie. Pretty much. Yeah, where he meets, of course, the the comic duo of Pumbaa and... uh, 
What was the other one? Timon. Timon. Voice bites. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, who are perfectly cast, I think. The moment I heard them, I was like, oh, it's going to be okay, folks. It's I, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner. I miss Nathan Lane, but yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still quite good here. Anyway, you know the story. Eventually, he's got to come by, back and fight Scar for the throne and yada, yada, yada. The question is... Is if you've seen The Lion King a hundred times and you deeply love it and you're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's Disney doing it themselves and it's a big, expensive CG remake of it, which means it's still basically animated because all the animals are, in fact, animated. Is this worth my time to see? And I think overall, probably the answer is yes. I mean, especially if you love the music and want to hear it sung in a fresher way. I mean... Uh, one of my favorites is Can You Feel the Love Tonight in the original as well. I mean, here you have Donald Glover and Beyonce singing a duet of that. It's kind of fantastic. Yeah, thankfully they don't do anything crass, like like do hip-hop versions of those songs or anything stupid like that. Like For the most part, they, they pay homage to the originals pr- fairly well. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. There's some differences here and there, yeah. and I thought they did something kind of funny with the, the what's the name of the song that was like the irritatingly everywhere from The Lion King. Hakuna Matata. No, not that. The other one. The one where they're singing in the woods. Like, uh, that's like, oh, we all mum away. Oh, uh, the line sleeps tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're was like, actually a really great, uh, like, section. Like, they found a way to where, like, yes, we're putting this in here, but don't worry, not for too long. <laughs> well, and the way they did it again was creative. I will say the one that I think gets kind of shortchanged is a Scar song, and that might just be because Chiwetel Ejiofor might be less experienced as a singer, because that one is supposed to be a much longer song than it was in this movie, and it's got a, kind of a call and answer in the original movie. That's the only one that was weird, because he kept repeating the same, like, couple words over and over again and when it was over I was like what was that? I want to say was that, was that Jeremy Irons in the original? <laughs> yeah it was Yeah which there's like another guy I'm, I'm surprised to say Jeremy Irons is a pretty solid singer for that song it's not a the, like giant song that requires a lot of you know skill but yeah, he does a good job I'd say that is one one misstep like as talented an actor as Chiwetel Legiofor is like I I had forgotten who was the voice of Scar and I was trying to remember who it was throughout and I kept Waddling, like waffling back and forth between Id- Idris Elba and a number of other actors before I was like, nah, it's got to be Idris Elba. And I was wrong. <laughs> and, and there are, in fact, two new songs from here. Uh, Beyonce created a new song for the film called Spirit, uh, and then there, which is the lead single from the soundtrack. And then uh, Elton John and um, the, Tim Rice, one of the original lyricists, wrote a new song for the end credits called Never Too Late. But they really did. Hans Zimmer composed the 1994 animated version. He returned to score this, and Elton John returned to rework the song. So yeah. they really tried as close as they could to kind of keep to the the feeling of the original. Um, and I I think it was actually the their most solid move was to get John Favreau in here to direct this, because sure. he unexpectedly took the first of the Disney live-action films that we all expected to be terrible, The Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and because it's all, like, CG talking animals, and normally that's disquieting. <laughs> uh, he made it work and made a really solid movie out of it. So it's like, oh yeah, anytime there's a talking animals called Favreau, he's well, your guy. And it's, uh, I will say this movie does have some issues with the talking animals not always showing enough emotion. Like they didn't know how to make a lion's face emote more in some of the scenes. Uh, but then also speaking of, uh, you know, the jungle book, we uh, reviewed for Screener Squad at least um, the Mowgli movie, which was the attempt to do the Jungle Book different with um, animals that look exactly like their actors. And it was really disconcerting. It was, it was creepy. There's not there's not a huge win here unless you really want to 
over-animate the animals or try to do exactly what Disney's animators did, where they literally went to see lions for, like, months on end sketching everything they could. Right. And honestly, even that, like, it's hard to imagine. Uh, I mean, the problem here isn't do they look like real lions, because they do. Yes. Uh, In all the real animals, the, the, the problem is they tried so hard to keep it, to make it where, yes, they're making the mouth movements, but no, it's not contorting their faces <laughs> no. in an unnatural way, that, yeah, the upper half of their faces tend to not move very much. And so mm-hmm. the act, the voice actors are called on to, to give you everything that you're going to get on the whole from that. They, they do their best. I mean, I will say um, the transition when you finally get Donald Glover doing the lines for adult Simba, it's like, you are one of the most charismatic people in Hollywood mm-hmm. right now, as well as the singing's great. But then this... It's a small part of the second half of the movie past the singing because there's so much of the fighting in the end there, which is literally just supposed to be him snarling and it's literally just lion sounds because he doesn't get to do any of that, which... Well, of course, yeah. Which, I mean, yes, but I'm saying, like, you kind of lose some of that character more there where you don't get, as you said, because you rely on that. Though I will say the one who I think kills it this whole movie because, again, it's the same actor throughout and he has tons of parts... John Oliver's having a great time as yeah, yeah. this whole movie. Oh yeah, he's once again perfectly cast. Yes, <laughs> uh, as the as the bird who who comes in is, the, is sort of the grand visor of, yeah. the, of the court, if you will. Man, there's like a lot of like normally prey for lions who they just hang out with all the time. <laughs> They're just like, it's cool, man. We we have a deal. Don't worry. Not unless I get real hungry. This is one of the first times I've seen it in like a really long time, and and I did kind of have the. When my thought thoughts wandered uh, about a different version of this, and I was like, I'd like to see a Game of Thrones version of this, where like an antelope has to like confront Mufasa and be like, "Hey, so why did your your son eat my son?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I know that's part of the circle of life and everything, but like uh, yeah, that whole my son, that whole opening <laughs> scene, which is shot almost shot for shot, the yeah, whole yeah. opening, and you have to almost. Um, yeah, I thought it during the original too. They're singing "Circle of Life" and like, "Hey, all you animals, you realize the song's about them eating you, right?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just say they try to get to the point of like, "Yes," and when they when we die, we become the grass and they eat us. It's like, yes, that's a long way away from you eating my son. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> you it's, murdered my son. <laughs> but pretty much the lines going, "Hey, look, we're not going to overhunt your family and kill off your ability to yeah. live here." And because of that, you're gonna you're gonna be really happy that I'm in charge. The deal here. is that's the circle of life is. I make your life not terrible. Yeah, the deal is I'm only going to kill some of you instead of all of you, and you should kiss my ass for it. Pretty much. Yeah. We'll keep the hyenas out because we all think they're little shitheads, right? We yeah. hate the hyenas. They're actually the only creature in this whole thing that I thought the animation was a little wonky on, they, on their faces. They lost a lot of the issue or a lot of the like nuanced comedy that you got from the hyenas in the original. They tried to add like an alpha hyena who, oh, so there was. I don't remember. There, there wasn't. wasn't. It, was in the just, it was the trio. It was the two that they had here, and then the one who couldn't talk and just kept laughing. So it's pretty much the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Yeah. There's, they've got Florence Kasumba, Keegan Michael Key, er, uh, and Eric Andre playing the the notable hyenas here. Yeah, which I think Keegan Michael Key and Eric Andre as the two comedic ones was a really good pairing. And um, who was the one who played the other one? Uh, Florence Kasumba. I don't think she's bad. Just she's a character they added to this, and she has nothing to do because they still went with Scar leads them, and so basically her being quote unquote their leader is basically two scenes, and it's supposedly trying to give Nala something else to do later in the movie, which again doesn't feel earned. Yeah, and this movie is decidedly longer than the original, although a lot of that's not so much for extended. 
plot sequences as much as the camera lovingly holding on <laughs> shots a lot longer yeah. than it does in the original. And I think the this works in IMAX because when you're watching this thing, which is indeed gorgeously shot, it feels like you're going to see one of those IMAX nature documentaries it's where I thought, you know, it's like, oh, it's Disney does Planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, <laughs> geez, this is really pretty. And it's taking full advantage of the IMAX screen. Um, the bulk of it felt like it was shot in IMAX. Uh, but I can't help but imagine that's not going to have quite the same effect on the regular, uh, no, uh, on the regular aspect ratio. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when he's doing it, it never bugged me. But after a while, you start to become aware. Man, this film feels like it's kind of dragging a little bit. And at 118 minutes, that is pretty long for for a, what essentially a children's movie. Yeah, we discussed this uh, when we were talking after the movie about there's the scene where it's how Rafiki comes to find that Simba's still alive, which. Rafiki, who is barely used in this movie, I think because they wanted him to be less comedic relief because he's supposed to be kind of like an African mystic, and I guess maybe they were worried that it was being insulting in some way. Yeah, quite possible, yeah. But the problem is, the setup for how he finds out someone's alive feels like it's a ten-minute sequence, when maybe it's only five, but it just kind of feels like, cool, this is beautiful, but why are we still on the shot? Yeah. It it just goes and goes. Yeah, there was, there was way too little Rafiki, and there probably is something they were concerned about, but I mean... He's such an important part of the first movie. Like it, it would, his portrayal would only be offensive if he was voiced by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, him being kind of like the you know the the crazy mystic monkey in the woods. Like that's not. I don't think think that's offensive. Yeah. If everything else is Bad very are crazy, get over it. Yeah, like I'm sorry. He's the guy who's basically a hermit who lives alone. He can be a little bit crazy because everybody else is played very seriously. You know. James Earl Jones is very much that you know, roy- you know that that strong royal figure that you kind of imagine. Uh, and actor John Canny is the person who voices uh, Rafiki for the okay. for for the record, who is listed as a South African actor, director, and playwright. I was did, not familiar with. Him. I he played say, the dad in Black Panther. Did he? Oh yeah, yes oh, okay. he did. Well, they did a go. great job recasting this movie. I will say. I, I can't think any of the casting I think is terrible. As I said, even though I did miss Nathan Lane, I think Billy Eichner does a great job as Timon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, getting Seth Rogen as Puma is kind of like, yeah, he's the perfect choice for present-day Puma. Yeah. Who voiced him in the original, do you know? To... Don't know offhand. Fair enough. Uh, he's the one I don't know. I remember Nathan Lane's voice is just so distinctive. He... Yeah. Uh, as well, you've got Alfrey, Alfrey, Wood, Alfrey Woodward as Sarabi, the, uh, uh, Simba's mom. Uh, who else are we missing here we haven't brought up that's in this thing? I'm um, trying to think if there's anyone. Uh, well, you've got uh, extra voices of Penny Johnson, Gerald, Amy Sedaris, Chance Bennett, um, Phil Lamar. Wait, Chance yeah, the Phil Lamar. Is, uh, is that who? Is that who that is? Yeah, Chance Bennett. Is uh, okay, Chance the I don't know these things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was also a creative consultant on the film. For the record, uh, what do you young doing, people know? He's doing a lot better than he are. did when he made Slice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't go any worse. <laughs> Pretty much, like damn. Yeah, I think overall this is. I mean, for someone who's not wildly in love with The Lion King, I like it a lot. But it's nothing I... It was nothing I returned to with with uh, regularity. Sure. You know, I still go, yeah, it's enjoyable. I'm glad I saw it. I probably wouldn't go see it again. It's still, but, you yes, know, still I mean, it's, it's go back to Disney. cool. And I like that. Yeah, I agreed. Um, I like that the third act, when it gets into the action, is pretty cool and affecting. It looks badass. And the lions are fighting and all the flame around them and everything up on the cliffs. It's I, like, oh, that looks good. It looked good, but I just, some of the shots were too close up for some of the fight. And it's supposed to be smoky and dark. And I was just like, the scene isn't needed. It feels kind of overwrought. I will say, 
don't remember if they went with that actual dark ending for Scar or that dark of an ending for Scar. I forget. I feel like they, they did. did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a while then. I will say there is a great reference to another Disney movie towards the end that was completely unnecessary, but it they played it completely like over the top, and it was really got a great strong laugh out of the crowd, and myself included. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some funny new bits in here, um, but they're not going overboard with it either. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is very true to the original, or at the very least... It's not word for word, but it's, it's pretty close. It's similar, yeah. you know. It's it's it, they wanted to make it feel like you're not you're you are watching a, a new version of this, and and I guess it is as much as it needs to be, while never straying so far away. It's going to piss off anybody who was a fan of the sure. original. But let's go to final thoughts. And JC, why don't you get us started? Uh, so yeah, I, I love the original. Um, I love lions. Like my family is always like because my last name like means of the lion. So people with my last name it really like, yeah. People with my last name are, like, always obsessed with it. Like, there's lion shit all over my house. Uh, I have, like, three lion You must tattoos. like my bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got all these lion pictures in there. Um, and so, so yeah, the Lion King has always always held a certain certain place in my heart. And um, with this one, I, I think if you, if you love the Lion King cartoon, you should see this in general. Uh, if you are interested in seeing uh, a really impressive visual spectacle... And you can see it on IMAX. You should definitely do that. Um, of the three versions of like the original, the original obviously you should see. And this one you should see if you really love the original. But if you can also get out to the Broadway show, which I've done, um, that is just as amazing. And I've always wanted to see it. And, yeah, same. And this rem- this remake is a little bit of a letdown in that um, the opening of the Broadway play is like really fantastic the way the music hits you and the way the animals come from all different parts of the of the whole place uh that you're sitting in it's just an amazing spectacle and the opening of this remake felt like that and i was like they're gonna pull this off like they're gonna pull off how amazing the broadway play feels and at times they did but overall they didn't really just because would you would you say there's stuff in here that was in the play but not in the original movie uh, no, not really. Okay, I was curious, because not having seen it, and I know obviously that was a monster success for yeah. Disney. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the, the thing on Broadway, that some of our, our clips, like, the, their their inability to, like, convey emotion in the face and things like that, that's stuff that could be pulled off on Broadway, and so that's why it makes that a little bit more impressive to me. This is, uh, well, well, definitely not disappointing. I liked it. I'll definitely add it to my, to my collection. Um... But because the other one is shorter, and that always held a place in my heart, I always re- revisit that one more. Um, I would probably give this seven out of ten uh, uh, buffalo. What about you, Ben? Yeah, uh, the the original does hold a really special place in my heart. Uh, my family, uh, you know, I grew up, grew up on what for me at least was cl- classic rock and. Including Elton John being a very big part of that. So when a musical from Disney came out, you know, with Elton John scoring it and the music, of course, it was big for my family. And I love the music of the original. Uh, I think Chris, even you could say, even though you, it doesn't hold a special place as a movie to you, the music is still always pretty great. In this it's film. good one. That's one of the reasons, though, for me, it didn't hold as high of a place because I <laughs> didn't. The music didn't like hit me as hard as some of the know. other ones. But uh, you know, different. Taste. I don't think I don't think it's the best of the Disney musicals, but I think a lot of the songs really. You know, stick with me. There's a few times in this where just hearing them again, I did kind of want to sing along with it. And I think, you know, the local draft house theaters do those sing along screenings and they're going to do gangbusters for this, I'm sure. 
Uh, it is definitely gorgeous. Uh, I do think some scenes, though, like I directly compared it to the original art for the like the elephant graveyard has such a distinct like classic animation like haunted feel that this one didn't seem to capture for me. And then there's the fight scene there or the escape scene from the hyenas, which just kind of felt underwhelming as well. Uh, but you know, you can't compare the movie completely to the original. You got to say you did your best. And I think they, again, in IMAX, it is gorgeous. Uh, I will say also compared to Aladdin, the, they, you know, there's always going to be new songs. Uh, I'm glad they didn't try to shoehorn them into the plot to make it longer. As much as we all generally like the new Aladdin, I think we all agreed that the new uh, songs for Jasmine almost felt shoehorned in there, and they felt so different yeah. that when they were placed in the middle of the movie, they just felt even more out of place. And I gotta say, the new Elton John song at the end, as we were walking out, wasn't bad. It was a nice credit thing to put that in the credits. But overall, yeah, if you've seen the original, you've seen this movie. It's not going to be anything more creative. I will say, I could just feel Chris next to me when Sim, young Sim is hunting a bug thinking, Chris is thinking about Jack right now, isn't mm-hmm. he? Because it looks exactly like Jack. Pretty much been watching that happen all week. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm going to give this movie 7 out of 10 cream-filled ones. You know, I'm just sitting there the whole movie going, Oh, kitties! <laughs> look at the kitty! He's so cute. I want to rub him on his Oh, look at, look at kitty James O'Jones. Oh, he's adorable. I want to hug him and love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so obviously I'm uh, the target audience for The Lion King. But yeah. <laughs> exactly the yeah. audience. Although we didn't have lion in our name, JC, I kind of grew up with a big lion thing because I really the first book I ever really read on my own was the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, okay, and so Aslan was a big deal until oh, someone explained to me it was Jesus, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Got me again, Jesus. No, nothing against you, Jesus, folks. <laughs> I just was in my angry phase. Um, yeah, this is fine. It's a technological achievement. I'll give it that. It's the best. CG looking CG animals we've ever seen on in a film. It's sure. it's they've gotten it to the point that there's all but no uncanny valley left there, yeah. which admittedly is always much worse with human faces than it is with animals. But still, they've gotten it really tight. It's not quite perfect yet, like un uh, like impossible to tell the difference. But man. There's, there's stretches where you're like, I got to tell you, I could if you put that next to a photo of a real line, I wouldn't be able to tell you which was which. Yeah, there is a few of those scenes that are just like, okay, this yeah. could be a real line that you just then CG'd the face on. But yeah, I, I had fun with it. I, I felt like the film lightened up a lot for me and became a lot more enjoyable once once uh, Seth Rogen and Eichner showed up. I mean, yeah. their characters are a lot of fun in, in the original as well, and here they just they just have a great time making it work. Okay. I, I think that that holds like middle act of the film really made me start to enjoy it a lot more and made it feel a little less like just rewatching the lion <laughs> King, but with different animation <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I overall, I really like this, uh, but still nothing that I'm going to return to over and over again, much like the original that's, but that's me. You're going to feel your, your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about the lion King in general. Uh, I'm going to give it seven out of 10 pieces of cat hair that just get everywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> I can all tell you that's true. All of it. I mean, really you're like, how did this get here? Oh my God. Were you, he wasn't even here. <laughs> 